To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everybody. We are, I am Phyllis Burson. I am on the board of the Metropolitan Washington Ear, which is a, just a minute, let me try to, can you hear this, people joining? It's no, we're not hearing you. No, it's okay. fine. Sorry. We're not Sorry. hearing that on Okay. Um, I'm on the board of the Metropolitan Washington Ear, which is a local organization, uh, which is a radio reading service. And Terry Pacheco, who has volunteered to host tonight, is the chair of the board. And we have four very special guests this evening. We are going to talk about audio description what's available, what you can get, and how you can get it. Our four guests are Sylvia Rosenthal, who is the volunteer coordinator for Washington Ear, Patty Wong, who is a volunteer describer of the Ear and some other places, Fred Brack, who is the webmaster of the Audio Description Project, and Carl Richardson, who is the co-chair of the project. So there will be opportunity to ask questions also in a little while. So let's start with Sylvia Rosenthal, who is going to give us an introduction. Thanks, Phyllis. Um, I'm first going to briefly describe audio description, uh, which is a verbal narration of key visual elements which viewers with vision loss would ordinarily miss. For theater, film, and television, The describer inserts descriptions of critical visual elements into natural pauses in the dialogue, including actions, gestures, facial expressions, scene changes, and on-screen text. For live performances, descriptions are delivered through a wireless headset provided by the theater. The Metropolitan Washington Ear describers work in teams of two for each production. One team member is responsible for the live audio description, and the other is responsible for writing and recording the pre-show and intermission program notes. Excuse me. The purpose of the program notes is to prepare the listener by including items that the describer will not have time to cover during the performance. The notes contain key information from the printed program, such as the length of the performance, the background on the production, And they also uh, describe the time period, the stage settings, as well as the characters and the costumes. The recorded program notes are available at the theater before each act begins and also through the ears dial-in service before and after the performance itself. Um, In addition to uh, being a volunteer audio describer for the ear, Uh, I'm also a volunteer docent at the Smithsonian uh, Museum of American History, uh, where I do audio described tours as well. Um, There are more and more museums now are offering audio described tours 
uh, and art galleries as well. And the descriptions can be either part of a live tour or recorded and available through specialized playback systems or sometimes on the uh, museum's website. Museums usually have accessibility information on their web website, including the availability of described tours and how to request one. I'm most familiar with the Smithsonian Museums, all of which offer tours, described tours by request. In addition, the Smithsonian Institution Guide and Map is available in Braille and large print at each information desk. And recently, they've added IRA access at no charge. Uh, which is, uh, as you may or may not know, the mobile information and verbal description service. Um, exhibit items will sometimes include tactile objects to enhance the description. For example, at the flag inspired by the Star Spangled Banner at the Smithsonian's American History Museum, where I lead tours, has a tactile of one star to give a sense of the uh, enormous size of the flag. And then there's a miniature replica of the complete flag that's also another tactile. Uh, during normal operations, the National Gallery of Art, the Library of Congress, the Smithsonian Portrait Gallery, and the Smithsonian American Art Museum offer described tours on a regularly scheduled basis with dates and themes posted on their websites. I know that also the Postal Museum, the Holocaust Museum, and Ford's Theater also offer described tours. So there's more and more commitment to accessibility around the city. Sylvia, I, I would assume that people can get these tours through the website, even if they're not local. Is that true? That's true. Absolutely. So anybody in the country. And I also want to add that even though the Washington Ear is a local organization, we are available on Alexa. And I assume we're also available on Google. So anybody can listen to us anywhere. Right. Uh, and so this is Terry. I'd just like to add in to those of us, to those of you who have joined us this evening, and we want to welcome you, that you very often should check in your area because there are museums and theaters throughout the country that are also providing audio description tours. And uh, so it's always a good idea to check because you can uh, very often find it in other, especially other me major metropolitan areas. Right. And I know, I know the, the Smithsonian, you can New call. York museums are, yes. The Smithsonian, I know you can call to request a tour or you can do it online. Mm -hmm. And they're, you know, customized for the individual who requests it. Okay. Patty, would you like to tell us a little about your work? Sure, thank you. Um, I was going to cover what audio description in live theaters is like, but Sylvia covered it very well. Thank you, Sylvia. I just wanted thank to um, expand on what Sylvia was talking about and let listeners know all of the different theaters that the Washington Ear covers. During any production, there's at least one, maybe two description dates per production run. And some of the theaters, uh, and I'm sure I will leave one or two out, are Ford's, Roundhouse. Now, these are all in the Washington, D.C. area. Air Arena Stage, The Fish Handler, Studio Theater, Olney Theater, both Shakespeare Theaters downtown, and the National Theater. 
We do work in, in groups of two. Um, I, also, I did my training through the Washington Ear with Margaret and Cody Feinstell back in, I was trying to think what year, um, 1994, I think is my best guess. And so that's where I got my training and my loyalty lies with the Washington Ear. I also do some part-time contract work with Kennedy Center and with Signature Theater. Currently, of course, you know, the theaters are closed, as is Kennedy Center. Studio, not studio, excuse me, Signature Theater is putting out a series of five productions this spring. They're filming them in their theater, and then you can buy tickets via subscription to view them. And I'm adding the audio description soundtrack to each production. And I have done two. Two are available for for subscription and streaming, and I'm working on the third one. And they're just marvelous productions with local and national artists. Other than that, I'm just trying to keep up my skills, and I watch videos on YouTube and movies to sort of sharpen up my description skills so that I don't um, get rusty. That's, that's about all I needed to cover, I think. Patty, how, how would people get in touch with the Signature Theater Productions? I think go on their website, and they, that's the first thing that comes up is their um, current productions that they're um, producing. And then when you subscribe and they send you a, a code and a link, and then you have a choice of the regular version or the described and captioned version. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And my understanding is that people go to the performances, if they're going to describe them live, they go twice, right? And they understand beforehand what will be said. Although, of course, it changes every night a little bit. That's true. And that is the the fun and the challenge of a live production. But uh, both team members go see the production twice, not necessarily together, but then we collaborate so that the describer and the person writing the program notes covers all of the most crucial visuals um, without spoiling any plot points or any surprises. And then the audio describer's responsibility is to put in the visual elements and to enlighten the listener to upcoming uh, dramatic or comedic um, actions so that when it happens, they can enjoy the moment with the rest of the audience when they hear the audience reaction. And sometimes things unexpected happen, so we have to be ready for scenery wobbles or um, a particular character coming on at the wrong time and, and making a gaffe. So that's the, uh, the joy and the fun of, of live theater. Okay, and as we all know, I mean, this... This uh, audio description has really blossomed over the past number of years. I mean, now there are movies, there are TV programs, all kinds of things. And so our next guest is Fred Brack. And Fred, do you want to talk about your work as the webmaster of ADP? Sure, I'd be happy to do so. Um, The audio description project actually started out as Uh, a website for a group called Audio Description International, which has since dissolved. And that was in 2003 that I became the webmaster there. 
and the uh, American Council of the Blind picked up this project, and uh, we called it the Audio Description Project. So I renamed the website Audio Description Project in around 2010. So it's it's a good 10 years old under the guidance of the American Council of the Blind. And while the website itself covers everything about audio description, uh, including television listings and DVDs and how you receive your audio description on DVDs or television or streaming services, uh, it also has all our past conference information uh, and has a main page which tries to uh, bring you up to date on things that are going on uh, in the world of audio description. Um, my main focus and what I've been asked to address this evening is streaming services. Carl Richardson, uh, who's, uh, who is um, also on the call tonight, is going to talk about uh, television and accessing audio description on television, which has been around since the, I don't remember the, the year exactly, but 2008 or so, something like that. Uh, there was a long history of that. He may or may not go into that, but it's now pretty prolific. And in the early teens of the 2000s, um, first streaming services began to come on board. That would be Netflix and iTunes. And since then, we have about seven or eight streaming services which offer audio description on the programs that they stream. It has not been easy. The American Council of the Blind has had to take legal action to get the various groups, in many cases, to offer audio description for their streaming services. They were reluctant to do that. And we were frustrated because in some cases when they were showing movies that already had an audio description track, it was there and they should be showing them. In other cases, they were creating new content and we wanted them to create the audio description for new content. So where we have had to take somebody uh, to task legally, we have gotten them to agree for all new content that they create a so-called original, that they will create an audio description track. And where they are bringing in uh, work by other people, be that a TV series like Friends or uh, a movie like Mission Impossible, they will make every effort possible to obtain the audio description track. So what I've been doing is tracking all of these services and all of the videos that they are offering whether they are originals or their TV series or movies. And we now have almost 6,000 such videos that are available to you with audio description. Some of them are on DVDs. We have 1,347 DVDs starting in 1997. The oldest is probably Basic Instinct. Um, and they're coming out at the rate of approximately 150 a year. COVID has interfered with that number, but in round numbers, 150 or so a year have uh, audio description, and that would include Blu-ray discs. And then we have the streaming services themselves, and we have the stalwarts, which are um, Netflix, which has 1,540 described um programs and of course if that's a series then all of the elements all of these excuse me all of the episodes of that series would be described oh, now um, i lost my earrings okay <laughs> linda probably wants to turn off her uh microphone and uh, uh i think then we have itunes which is a 
uh, purchase only service as opposed to Netflix, you pay a subscription price and you get everything on the service. And then you've got the other type of service where you purchase each individual. And that would be iTunes. They have about 1,550 titles. And then Prime Video is the big winner, if you will. They have 2,772 titles. Now, many of them are included for free if you are a Prime Video subscriber, uh, if you're a member of Prime, uh, the Prime program, uh, and then others are purchase only. And then we have the other services. Disney has 679 uh, audio described titles, and Apple TV, interestingly, describes <coughs> everything that they uh, offer, but they have a relatively small number of 61. Not only do they describe it, but they describe it in nine different languages, which is a, which is a huge commitment on their part. Uh, we also have Hulu, which has been slow to unroll, if you will, in the last year. They are up to 117 titles. And then we have Paramount Plus, which is the old CBS All Access, which is at 47. And a week or so ago, HBO Max finally came online after a year of preparing after legal action by the uh, ACB. And they have 197 titles. And the point is that there's an awful lot of stuff out there. Now, yeah, you have to be a subscriber or you have to purchase or whatever. And you get into all of these questions about how many services, how many streaming services am I going to subscribe to? And that's a personal decision you have to make. I can tell you that in, in my reading of customer comments and, uh, and elsewhere on the network, um, that Netflix and Disney are the leading providers in terms of uh, streaming uh, that interests people in the blind, in the so-called blind community, if you will. Of course, they have very different programming. Uh, you're not going to find any adult-themed uh, videos on the Disney service, uh, but you're going to you're going to go find stuff all the way back to the 1930s that they've gone back and provided audio description for. Whereas Netflix has a massive library of uh, both old movies and television series and new stuff that they have themselves. And HBO Max is doing the same thing. It has a lot of originals, HBO, what they call Max originals. They also have a lot of stuff that they created uniquely for HBO. And they have a bunch of TV series. And they're coming on board very rapidly and doing a very good job of that. So I think uh, there's one other thing I would like to mention. And that is Spectrum is, a, is the brand name for Charter Communications uh, cable services. But they have released something called Spectrum Access, which is a free app on both iPhone and Android devices. You do not need a user ID. You do not need to sign up. You do not pay a fee. You just download it. And you can download the audio description tracks for over 400 movies, um, and a few TV series. And if you are playing those on your TV or your video service, you can use the Spectrum app to provide the audio description. The big advantage of that is if you're watching um, at home, for instance, a movie like Mission Impossible, and nobody else in the room wants to listen to the audio description, you can listen to it on earphones on your own uh, smartphone. So I would urge you to take a look at these 
Spectrum Access app, which is free. And again, no charge, no user ID, no nothing. So that's a very interesting thing. We list all these titles on the Audio Description Project website. We have something called the Master AD List. You can go in there and you can look alphabetically for something, or there's a search field at the top of the page. You can type in the name or partial name of anything you want, like friends, and it will show you everything that has the word friends in it and where it is offered with audio description. So I hope you'll go to the Audio Description Project website. Uh, the address is ACB for American Council of the Blind dot org slash ADP, which is short for Audio Description Project. If you don't remember that, just Google or whatever your search engine is, Audio Description, and the first non-paid entry will always be the Audio Description Project, and that will get you to us, and you can find what you're looking for. I'll stand by for questions later on. Yes, let me ask one question. Uh, my understanding is that Spectrum does not show the movie, but it just gives you the audio of the movie. Is that correct? It's just the audio description track for the movie. Yes. That is correct. And you have you can't just listen to the audio description track. You have to be showing the movie. And the reason for that is a licensing consideration that you are authorized to, you paid some money to somebody, if you will, to watch the movie. And, and now you can listen to the extra audio description track for free. Okay, very good. Now, uh, I think we'll have Carl talk next, and then we will open it for questions. So, uh, Terry, do you want to tell people how to do questions so they can get ready to start? Okay, we can do that now. If you want, um, hold on one second. I've got myself turned upside down here. I'm sorry. I was thinking we we're going to do this later. Um, in order to raise your hand to ask a question, if you're on a PC, it's Alt-Y. If you're on a phone, raise hand button is in the, is in the, either it's going to be in the middle of your screen or it's going to be under the more menu. And if you are uh, on a landline phone, it's star nine and it's command shift nine on a Mac. When you're asked to unmute or to mute, it's going to be on the PC, alt A. On the iPhone, uh, it's in the lower left corner of the screen. You're going to find the, men the more menu again and it will be on there. On a landline, it's star six. And on a Mac, it's option Y. Okay, thank you. So, I'll go over that again with you when we, uh, after Carl's presentation. Carl, you're up. Oh, I hope uh, the best for last. No. That's right. <laughs> so I just want to make um, one thing clear. Fred did an excellent job of talking about all the streaming services, but you could, don't, there are a multitude of ways to access those streaming services. They can be accessed on a smart television, which has access to the internet. Your smartphone, I often, while walking my dog, have the phone in my pocket and listening to those streaming services. You can access that on the web, on your PC, Mac, laptop, so or a plain streaming device such as a Amazon Fire Stick, which you can purchase for $39, or a Roku for $20. So there's a lot of ways to access those streaming services. And I just wanted to make that clear so people don't um, get overwhelmed by that. Um, so... 
let's say you don't want to belong to there's a lot of ways to access audio description. Long other days when I first started watching audio description, when the only place to watch it was on PBS. And you had to sit there and you would wait for it to come on and you would chant, turn on your local PBS affiliate and that was your only choice. Now we have a number of choices and options available to us. The, the first and easiest way is just with your local, just with your television, with your television set. You can automatically access four broadcast channels thanks to the CVAA, which is the 21st Telecommunication Video Accessibility Act of 2010. Moving forward, I would just call it the CVAA, which was signed in law by President Obama back in 2010. And that requires that the four broadcast networks, NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox, play 80, uh, carry 87 and a half hours of audio description per quarter, which equals out to be about, oh, seven hours a week. And that's a mix of primetime programming and children's programming. And those four, uh, but so you could just plug an antenna into your TV set and you would automatically have access to uh, those four broadcast networks and audio description if you wanted to keep it simple. And I just recently bought a TV, a 32-inch TV for 150 bucks just to put up in my office and and it was only 150 bucks and it has a talking guide menu also thanks to the cvaa which and i am now able to access the second audio program which turns on the audio description in those four channels and that's all i use the tv set for just to access the four broadcast channels so that that's one way to now access the audio description if you want to take it to the next level but not necessarily have a streaming. Another option is to have cable. And cable now has to provide the cable carriers such as Cox, Communication, Comcast, uh, Spectrum, Charter. They all have to provide a talking cable box and at no extra charge. You still have to pay for the cable box, but if the talking cable box is the premium cable box, they can't charge you extra more than the basic cable box. And the non-broadcast channels, there are also five of those that are required to carry your audio description as well. So in total, if you have cable, you have a minimum of nine channels that have to carry to 87 hours. So you have so you have the four broadcast channels plus the top five radio-rated cable channels. Uh, every three years, they, they look at the top five and change it. But currently, they are Discovery, History, USA, TBS, and I'm forgetting uh, history, discovery, USA, TBS, oh, and HGTV. Those are the top five cable channels to have to pass through 87 and a half hours a week. So if you have cable, you can get a talking box, you can access, turn on the audio description through however they turn it on, and you have access to nine different channels. That's another step. Another way to access audio description, you heard Fred mention DVDs. Many of the talking book libraries, such as mine here in Massachusetts, have DVDs that they rent out for free. For instance, the one I belong to, the Perkins Library, has 1,400 titles of DVDs with audio description. And that's another way, a free, accessible, easy way to access audio description. Another way nowadays, now that movie theaters are starting to open up, is you can go to the movie. Under the Department of Justice guidelines, all movie theaters, except for drive-in theaters, and those who do analog, which are basically no theaters, 
have to have the equipment to play films with audio description. And almost all mainstream movies, some of the smaller independent movies don't necessarily have, but I would say 90% of the films that hit the big theaters have audio description, and that's another way. And you can go and access, go to the customer service desk when you get to the movie theater, ask for the equipment to play audio description, and they will provide it, and you can watch a movie. So that's another way to do that. Um, Fred already mentioned Spectrum Access. If you find something on TV that we previously audio described, but the network isn't carrying the audio description, it's not unusual. For instance, I watched a movie on one of the streaming services the other day that didn't have the audio description track, but the Spectrum Access app did. So I turned on the original source of the audio on the television and synced it up with the Spectrum Access app and was able to listen to it with audio description that's another way to access audio description. So you have broadcast television, cable television, theatrical movies, DVDs, and the Spectrum Access app as different ways to access audio description, along with the way that Fred mentioned the multitude. I think he said eight streaming services uh, to access the audio description. So those are some of the many ways that you can now access audio description. Quite a change from 20 years ago when I would just hope that my PBS affiliate would carry an audio description and I would watch no matter what was on with the audio description. Now we've gone from uh, appointment watching to having a choice. Yes, very different from a long time ago when I would go to the movies with somebody and there would be these long scenes where there was no talking and you had no idea who was killing who, who was chasing who, what was going on. So now you can actually spend your life 24-7 listening to audio description. And Terry, do we have any questions? Yeah, um, I'd like to ask one first okay. um, of Carl in particular. And that is the four basic networks and the additional ones. Have a, have a minimum requirement, but is it not true that many of them are carrying more than the minimum requirement? So uh, there are two that are currently that I'm aware of. Certainly USA and TBS are doing it. because Well, it depends how you count the minimum requirement, right? Because the minimum requirement technically reruns are not supposed to count, uh, but they've applied for waivers. Because USA and TBS, for instance, I, I can't remember which one, but one of them shows nothing but Law & Order all the time, reruns of Law & Order. If you count those, they're playing a thousand hours a quarter of audio description. Okay, so, so um, USA and TBS certainly carry more. Um, I, and I think one of the four broadcast networks carry slightly more than the 87 hours. But the two cable networks that I mentioned definitely do if you don't count reruns. It's a lot more than it was back in the day. For sure. Um, let, me, let me just remind folks again, if you do have a question, and we do have, uh, maybe I don't need to remind folks, because we've got a lot of hands raised. Why don't right we now. just start? And yeah. so we're just going to start with them. And the first one is Connie Bateman. If you would unmute Connie. 
Hi, can you hear me? There you are, Connie. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you for this call. I am very passionate about audio description, and I and I really appreciated the panelists' reminders about where we can find it. Um, uh, we in Sacramento enjoy um, audio description for the live performances through Broadway <coughs> Sacramento, and also in the summertime through Music Circus. Um, I recently purchased a TV Fire Stick, which is an Amazon product, as you know, and of course most of the Amazon Prime Video movies have audio description, but I noticed that the Netflix and Disney movies that I've watched so far, which aren't many, but um, I noticed they are not audio described. Aren't they supposed to be? The Netflix movies and Disney movies? They are. So Netflix um, has over 1,500 titles, but you, but you have to be watching one that has it, and you can turn it on within the Amazon Fire Stick um, to play oh. the description. So absolutely, and Disney also has what about Fred? You know the numbers has what six to seven hundred, and they also can be played. So what I would do is figure out how to turn it on and then leave it on, and then if you ever land on any movie to have that, it'll automatically play. Okay, okay. I'm still still learning. But it is true in Netflix. If you once you set on Netflix to do audio description, if something has audio description, it will play with audio description. We would like all of the services to work that way, but we don't. But to get back to your original point, which was shouldn't they have audio description, they are under no requirement to have audio description on anything as far as the FCC is concerned. And I just want to mention quickly that tomorrow on the ADP website, we will be posting the fact that the FCC wants to know what you think about the amount of audio description and what changes they should be making in the coming years. So this is your opportunity to say, I think that you should mandate a certain amount of audio description from the cable company, make them find that those audio description tracks for those movies that have it, but they aren't showing it on, et cetera. As for going back and providing audio description on an old movie, um, Amazon, I'll just touch this very briefly because it's controversial. Amazon is doing that a lot, but they're using a synthesized voice to do it. And a lot of people, like Carl, don't like synthesized voices. So it's a matter of do you want them to do it with a lesser quality than a real human voice or do you not want them to do it at all? So there are more and more older movies getting it, but you can't tell who's going to do what uh, when. Okay. Thanks, Thank Connie. You. Thank you. Uh, Greg, Greg Tyler, yeah. your question? Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if they're going to do anything with Pluto TV and Zumo TV, the free free services. They've got a lot of programming, like 200 channels. You know, and then today with the economy the way it is and things the way they are, I didn't know if ACB was going to do anything with those services. Uh, they have a lot of content, a lot of movies and stuff on them. I don't know how much is audio described. Uh, you know, uh, Pluto's owned by uh, Viacom CBS. Zimmo's owned by Comcast. So I didn't know if you guys were going to do anything with them to try to get some of because some of their stuff probably they have British TV channels and things. Some of that's probably audio described. So I didn't know if ACB was going to do anything with them or not. Oh, we are working with Comcast to address Peacock and stay tuned for announcements on Peacock. That's coming. Um, we haven't 
done anything with Pluto and, and some of the other streaming services. And we have to figure out a strategy because, to be honest, they're not required by any regulation. But that is something we w will be exploring. Thanks for your question, Greg. Uh, Joseph, if you want to unmute, please. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Very well. Uh, all right. I wanted to ask a, a question about the I, I have for Verizon, and I I I find when they these companies um, advertise their service, they'll say, "Oh, you know, can answer any question that you you know have," and then when you try to use it, it gets confusing as to what questions they will answer, such such as what basketball game is on, what channel, that type of thing. So I'm wonder, I, I wish the cable companies would give more instructions as to what questions they'll ask about archive content so that those of us who are serious about that can get a better idea of what its strengths and limitations really are. Thanks for your comment. Fred or Carl, do you have an answer about that? No, uh, the only thing I would suggest is that he potentially file a, a uh complaint or his concern with the FTC to let them know because they um, are working with the cable companies uh, and that, that would fall under their jurisdiction in terms of the accessibility of the cable box. Yeah, and when I drafted the text for the announcement tomorrow about the FCC asking, one of the things I suggested that people address is, are you satisfied with the equipment that the cable company provides you and the answers that you can get from their customer service people? And I think, Joseph, that you're saying you're not satisfied. So I would urge you to go to the ADP website uh, sometime after tomorrow afternoon and look on how, because I gave you the detailed instructions of how to file your comments with the FCC about what you feel to make your experience with audio description more successful. Because you're raising a very valid point that a lot of the customer service folks, even though the companies say they've trained them, aren't really trained well enough to help you. Uh, could I just Thank add you. for those who subscribe to the Metropolitan Library here, tomorrow's update will have all the pertinent information and links to the uh, FCC announcement and request for comments on the CBAA. Very good. Very good. Bill Jones, if you would like to unmute. Thank you very much. Good question. evening. I have a comment and a question that might interest some of you. I was uh, several years ago looking on the website for some information about uh, one of my favorite old-time comedians, W.C. Fields, and I discovered that on the radio as early as 1930, they were actually describing movie soundtracks as early as 1930, which I thought was very interesting. Um, the question I have is, um, can anybody uh, tell me about this uh, this free service on the internet, audiovault.net, is that any good or what? What is the name of that again? Audiovault.net. It's a uh, a site that uh, doesn't show the picture of television shows and movies, but it does give you audio description. I'll address that question in general. I'm not familiar with audiovault.net. But we at the Audio Description Project under the auspices of the American Council of the Blind do not um, advertise, I don't want to say advertise is the wrong word. We do not list the names of sites which give you the audio only for movies 
because that means they don't have a license from the studios to do this. So it's basically a bootlegged copy or whatever. There are several sites out there that have taken the tracks from the movies and are presenting the complete soundtracks with audio description, but not under the auspices or cooperation with the studios. Therefore, they're not fully legal as far as we're concerned, and we don't do that. So I can't state one way or the other whether audiovault.net is like that or not, but I, but I am familiar with another site that we don't list for that reason. So I just want to make you aware of that. If somebody is offering you the audio description tracks without, remember when I talked about Spectrum Access, I said you have to be running the video to prove that you have a legal access to the video before they will play the audio description track. Wanda. Okay, got you. Thank you very yeah, much. Sure. Hi, Wanda. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Good evening. Thank you for this call. This is a great presentation. Um, my question is for um, Fred. I currently subscribe to several different um, streaming services that you mentioned. And where my difficulty lies is that I live independently. And a lot of what I've noticed is that um, when I'm trying to enable the audio description, they want you to do it while it's playing back, which is difficult. So with, with, that, being, with that being said, I'm really interested in this spectrum access um, app that you mentioned. My question is, um, are the titles that are described with that particular app, does it include both movies and television? And do I have, I, you know, I have to put my phone up to the, um, the television in order to get it to sync? Is that how it works? You do not have to put the, te- the phone up to the television. It just has to be there in the room. I, I've only used it once personally, and it was okay. a, sh- a show that was supposed to have description. I stopped the show. I brought up the app, found out that there was a description track, and I was watching from bed, and I just laid the... Uh, the iPhone beside me in the bed and it picked up the sound and it, it syncs with, it takes about 10 seconds or so to get synced. It has to figure out where it is in the, in the movie to get synced up and uh, whether you paused it or not and stuff like that. So it works fine. So the answer to that part is no, you don't need to hold it up to the uh, TV. Okay. You answered my question because I was wondering how close I needed to be in order to utilize that app because um, like I said, what I'm having trouble with is that I currently watch movies on my PC and on my television. And what I find is sometimes the audio description is enabled, sometimes it isn't, and I have difficulty enabling it. So thank you for that information. Well, the microphone happy to be able Netflix is, is very good about honoring your choice of having audio description when it's available. A lot of the other services, if you run two things with audio description in a row, it's fine. But then if you run something without it, you have to go back and reset it. And depending on the device you're using, it can be a pain in the neck. That's exactly, you have described my life. That's exactly because Netflix is consistent. I touched Netflix almost four years ago and I've never had to touch it again. But I've had trouble with Paramount and now I just got Paramount and, um, you know, Amazon as well. So thank you. Thank you so much. I will just just add one more quick thing. The microphone's on your phone. Just have to hear the audio in order 
to work. Okay, thank you. Uh, I just have it in his iPhone. Uh, yeah. Android. Yeah. Oh, okay. My, my name, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, hi. My name is John Amato. I had a question. It was regarding the spectrum. She kind of had the same question of how easy is it to link up? And also, if it gives a list of descriptive audio on the Spectrum app, can I search for that movie on TV and then try and link them up? Like find a descriptive audio on Spectrum and then try and link it up on a movie well, on TV. Uh, uh, to answer your question, uh, I should make it uh, one clarification. When you have the Spectrum app, there's a search field. You, you can search by category or title or whatever, but there's a search field. So you, you put in some name and it comes up and says, yes, we have that one. Um, and then what you do is you click a button to download the audio description track to your uh. phone. The reason for that is they don't want you to go into a theater and have to be using Wi-Fi to get it or whatever. They want you to have you want to be self-contained. So you download it to your phone and then you run from that downloaded copy. Um, and I thought okay. No, that was it. And then another part of my question uh, regarding the SAP button on the TVs. Um, I believe Carl was speaking about that, where you can actually turn on the auto descriptive on on the TV, and then the the four main channels, you, whatever they offer, should automatically come on. Um, Correct. Okay. I, I that, and then one more question. First of all, let me thank everybody for all your time. This is great information um and i apologize i forget your name the volunteer docent for the smithsonian Abby. Sylvia. oh i'm sorry, sorry. yes it's two me. names i got <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, well um you uh, do they offer uh virtual tours i live here in southeast pennsylvania and i'm part of a events committee for our, uh, bucks county association for the blind center and we've been looking for things to do through virtual, through Zoom. So I was wondering if the Smithsonian offered virtual tours with descriptive audio. I'm sorry they don't, but some other museums do. Uh, my suggestion is that you just uh, Google uh, for uh, descriptive, uh, <laughs> virtual descriptive tours. Um, in fact, I, I saw one recently. It was a museum in Germany, I believe. Um, but I know okay. they are available, but Smithsonian is not doing them at this point. Okay. There's not too many. I mean, we've been, we've been searching for a while, even, uh, here in Philadelphia, the Franklin Institute, uh, right? they have audio descriptive on their website, but it's not, uh, it's, uh, individuals can access it, not through a zoom. So we were just looking for a group group event that we can plan and, you know, maybe we'll get back to the center soon. But uh, I thank you all very much for your time and your information. Yeah, the Smithsonian is actually closed now because of the... Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yes. I have a suggestion for you. And that yes, is sir. Go to the audio description project website and one of the um, navigation titles at the top says museums slash parks slash tours. And if you go in there and you go down the list, you will find that some of these places have online tours. Now, I'm in North Carolina, and I've actually done some of this work for the North Carolina Museum of Art. I'm not trying to push my own stuff. There's a lot of other people have done this. But they have online descriptions of sculpture and artwork in the museum. 
And there are other places listed in there all around the country that do that. So I would suggest you try you look under there to see if you can find something of interest that you can access remotely. Thank you very much. Can you mention your website again? Audio Description Project. That's acb.org slash ADP. It's in the uh, chat room. And as I said before, just type in audio description on uh, Google or whatever, and we'll be the first non-advertised website that comes up. Great. Thank you so much all for your information. One other place that you might check with, um, I yes. know they used to do it. I don't know if they still do, is, El- is Ellis Island. Oh, I used to visit. I visited that a long time ago in person. Um, yeah, I did too. <laughs> but okay, they, but you could if, at that time you could download the recording at least uh, from I think from their website. It must have gotten it some must have been on their website that I got it. I appreciate I I that as well. Time. Okay, <laughs> thank um, you all very much. For the next call, I wanted to mention one other thing that I actually just heard today in connection with people taking cruises, that actually, at least with the Princess Cruise Line and perhaps with other cruise line, if you ask ahead of time, they will assign somebody to help you on the cruise to do audio descriptions of things on the cruise and if you go off for tours, which I thought was really interesting. It is indeed. Area code 951. Hi. Hi. My name is Nancy. And I, I just, it's embarrassing enough, I was listening, but I I put uh, uh, Spectrum Access on my Braille Touch Plus humanware Android device. But when it, when, it, when it says getting started, I'm not going to watch it and listen to the movie while I'm talking to you. But it says, it does say, uh, I know, it says play the movie or show on your TV. Now, I don't I thought you said I could play it on my um, Braille Touch Plus with, with, with headphones, you know, or, with, with the audio i don't understand why it's saying to put do i have to access it with the tv but i have it on my braille device but from humanware thank you this is called the reason you have to do that is because it's licensing they have to know that you're watching the movie from a licensed source and they have to sync up with it so uh, i can't answer the specific question about the braille device but normally it's 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 it has to listen for the audio from the the movie that you're playing in order to sync up with it and to authorize it. This is Carl. So what Freddie's saying is you do I, I'm not really concerned about the license, but you have to listen to the primary audio, whether it be on a DVD on your TV, your laptop, somewhere have, the microphones have to listen to the primary audio to sync the audio description. So I could do it on the Braille Touch Plus probably because I, I, I download other movies on there. No, but you know. it's, not, it's not the movie. It's downloading only the audio description. There's no Only movie. the audio description. Although, yeah, I understand that. It, it's the audio because I have several movies from other sources. So I, I, have to, I can download like, like I would have any other audio description, I would think, you know, with, from the app, correct? That's what I'm thinking. I don't think, well, I'm not sure. Oh, well, thank you for... I would go to the Spectrum Access webpage, and I do have a webpage for Spectrum Accessibility. Has uh, Spectrum Cable has an accessibility webpage, and I would email the um, person there, and they could they could answer that question. Uh, thank you. Sorry about that. I mean, I still the upper card. I just wasn't sure. Thank you very much. Area code eight one eight. Yeah, I think you you uh, asked me to. <clears throat> I'm on a landline. This is Anthony. Yeah. Oh, hi. We can hi. hear you, Anthony. 
Okay, yes. I, I I wasn't sure because I thought it should show my name. All right, um, my question is: I have Direct TV. Are you aware of anything um, that they're doing with uh, uh, descriptive video and how they're handling it? They are supposed to be carrying the nine channels that pass through. I don't know about the accessibility of the Direct TV interface, but they are at the very least are supposed to be passing through the audio description on the nine channels. Okay, because um, I, I have a remote which tells me what channel I'm on, what is being played and stuff like that. So I would need to get a hold of customer service concerning the audio description then? Well, you would, you would probably have you enabled the second audio program feature? Yeah, uh, well, see, that's the thing is I don't know. I, I'm not sure how I do that. With, uh, with So I'd get a hold of customer service to do that, to access SAP, right? Yeah, okay, I, I'll, I'll pick that up. Did you say DirecTV? Yes. Okay, if you go to our website and look up on the TV page, it just says TV, uh, there's information on that. Um, and there is a link there entitled <coughs> Enabling Audio, uh, Video Description, which is now called Audio Description, but they're still using the old terminology. And they also have a, a customer service number, which is 800-531-5000, to ask for information about that. You need to make sure that you have the right um, box from them. I used to be a subscriber, and it worked fine. I think they have something uh, new now, and you should be able to uh, get the information. But call 800-831-5000 and ask them for some help. Thank you so much. I appreciate your presentation. Okay. I believe that we just have a few minutes left. Is that we right? We do. We have two minutes we have two minutes left, so we've got two hands raised. Area code 650. If you can unmute and ask your question quickly, it'd be great. Area code 650. While you are unmuting, let's go to area code 314. If you would unmute and ask your question. Hi, I'm uh, okay. Rick Belcher from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, Hi, Rick. I just, want, Hi. I just want to comment on something here. Uh, some years ago, so I was having a problem with my TV, and <laughs> I'd had it for about 10 years, and I got me another one. Well, to the uh, telephone company, uh, the cable company, uh, which they are uh, Spectrum Charter Communications, they were telling me about this narration guide. So I thought, well, I'll go for that. So they got the thing. And one of the things that I found out, uh, first I thought it was just me, but I found out that other people had problems because when you had the nar narration guide, like say, I like to listen to uh, Investigation Discovery ID. So I would go and uh, on there on my uh, remote and stuff to get it. And somewhere... That you know, they it would quit. It wouldn't say nothing. The uh, narr narration guide wouldn't say anything. So you I know, go I hate to cut you short, but you actually have. A, I hate to cut you but, short, but you actually have a question. We only have one minute left. But no, uh, but I'm just saying. Well, I do have a question uh, with the narration guide because I had problems and I finally had it unhooked. Because uh, have they uh, improved anything on those narration guides? Don't know the answer, but call 844-762-1301. It's with Spectrum. 
844-762-1301. I would like to thank Fred, Carl, Sylvia, Um, and Patty, and Terry, and Jason for working on this this evening. Now, I have a little bit of time left if there are a few more questions. There is one more more question, and he's already unmuted. Area code 650. Yes. This is Roger Peterson. Do you hear me? I thought it was. Hi, Roger. And I, I wanted to say that I called in primarily because I'm such a big Phyllis Burson fan. Uh, I always go to her performance. Uh, I'm interested in asking about uh, people like me and like some of the others there who have hearing problems. I have a lot of problems hearing, uh, being able to hear both the the primary uh, sound from the movie and the uh, and the audible description. Uh, Getting the the two audio sources somehow both into my ears and at the right volume and so forth. Let me let me address that quickly and then Carl may have something to say. When you go to if you're going talking about going to a movie theater, there are two different ways that they provide uh, the different theaters provide use different methods. You want to go to a theater which gives you an over the head headset, big set of earphones because that one works with the volume of the movie on one side and the volume of the audio description on the other. And that's perfect for you, I think. The other type would have a little handheld device and a little ear clip, clip over your earpiece, which is not, which is just going to give you the audio description. And so I think try to find a theater chain, which gives you this one great big headset. So Roger, this is Carl. I am also hard of hearing. I'm wearing two hearing aids and I, sometimes do struggle myself, which is why I tend not to use audio description unless it's a married track. Because if I have to listen to two different tracks and try to adjust the volume, meaning two different tracks, meaning the primary audio and the audio description, it's too overwhelming. So I tend to only do married track and just crank the volume. That's what worked for me. But everybody has different hearing losses and has individual things. So I, I'm not sure that we've come up with a solution that works for everyone yet. 